I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We are going to break down Odell Beckham Jr.'s introductory press conference as he met the Baltimore media for the first time with his family and a large contingent um, that came with him yesterday to the Under Armour Performance Center. It was a packed house uh, to see, you know, no surprise. I mean, this is a superstar wide receiver the Ravens landed and uh so it was a big deal it was, it was a really great press conference great day and uh we're going to kind of give you our takeaways today uh so Garrett mm-hmm. I, I think the first thing is you know everybody wanted to know why did he pick the Ravens you know yeah. there it was obvious there's a lot of courtship going on here he was reportedly set to visit the New York Jets the very next day uh after Easter but the Ravens swooped in and, and landed him uh why you know in your opinion what was it that stood out about why he he chose Baltimore well, first of all, let me just say this: like, there's a star power effect with Odell, like, and you can feel oh, yeah, it for sure. Like, you can feel it. You you alluded to it. The auditorium was full. You know, he had a large contingency of family there, but like, you know, even just <laughs> people in the building, like everyone's kind of like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk on down for the Odell Beckham Jr. press conference. I'm gonna yeah. sit in on that one, and you could just kind of feel that energy that like. There are certain guys that have this like star power glow about them, mm-hmm. um, and he is kind of at the top of that list. And, yeah, I mean um, everybody. Everybody knows Odell. Everybody knows him. Everybody. And you know, it's it's we can talk more about that over the course of you know of, of the episode here. But you know, it's he. I think he's kind of comfortable with that. Like he knows when he walks into a room, everybody's kind of looking at him to a certain extent, and it's been mm-hmm. that way for a long time with him. But at the same time, you know, I thought he carried himself, you know, like Odell Beckham Jr. is one of those guys that like when he comes into the building or you talk to him, people are going to be like, what's he like? You know, similar to Lamar. What's Lamar like? What's Odell Beckham Jr. like? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought he carried himself in a way that he was really introspective, really thoughtful in his answers, really honest. Um, I thought, you know, in the time that he gave us, he was really, you know, respectful and, um, you know, certainly did not carry himself as, as too big, too cool for school or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I liked everything that I saw from him, everything that he said. So I'll just start. Yeah, there. I thought he made a good, I thought yeah. he made a good first impression, really good first impression. And you could kind of see like when the Ravens talked about when John Harbaugh was asked what stood out about him, he said his honesty. I thought that was a pretty honest answer. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that, uh, you could, you could get a sense of that during Odell's visit. So to your question, why yeah, did now, o- now you dodge my question? Yes, you got to circle back. Yes, I'm circling back. Why did Odell Beckham choose the Ravens? I think at a simple level, he felt the love. He felt the love. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? It means that he was talking directly with Steve Bashotti, who called him, and he said that kind of put it over the top. 
So you have the owner of the team talking to you and, you know, we don't know the specifics of that conversation, but the conversation went in a way that Odell felt like, all right, this is a place in a, in a team and an owner that really wants me. And I really appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Um, Certainly the contract is a significant piece of the equation, reportedly 15 million up to 18 million. Like, that is obviously a big piece of the equation. Like the, right. that's, the money, the money is always an aspect of showing love. Exactly. Of course you put the Ravens, put yep. their money where their mouth is. And yep. so, you know, they're that certainly, I'm, but Odell never pointed to that. Like he didn't point to that. And he's a guy who has made, well, a he specifically money. said it wasn't, it, it wasn't really all about the money. Correct. I think it was like, look, it's nice. I'm sure. Uh, but it wasn't just, uh, here's the highest bidder. I, I really don't think that was the case. Um, yeah. And I think that like over the course of really like the last six, seven months as the Ravens have been essentially recruiting him. It's just that Odell has felt like this is a place that wants him and he wants to be wanted at this point of his career. And the mm-hmm. Ravens do, they were the underdogs to try to get him. Eric DaCosta said that, and they pulled out all the stops um, and, and try to make Odell feel like Baltimore was a place where he could thrive um, for this kind of second surge in his career. And yeah, you know, it, it kind of feels like to me almost like, you know, you're getting ready to to go to the prom. Right. The prom. You you probably you you probably don't know what this feels like, Garrett. You know, you How many were, dates did you get turned down on going to prom? Yeah, you were just lucky to get like any any yes on <laughs> to to the prom, you know. But you know, me, you know, it was like <laughs> you had right, lots how many of offers am I gonna get here? You know. <laughs> And there's always, you know, there's that girl that like asks you like 50 times, you know, <laughs> and at first you're like, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see what my other options are. You know, the Dallas Cowboys, they, they're pretty good. You know, I like Dallas, you know, LA Rams, maybe I'll go back there, you know, and, and like, this is even dating back to last year. You know, there were the reports of Odell being kind of interested in those teams and those teams being interested in him, you know, uh-huh. and the Ravens were in that contingent also, you know, they were having conversations with Odell about his what shape he was in and, and and you know could he maybe help them down the stretch run you know so he's got all these offers on the table and he's kind of saying to the Ravens eh, you know we'll, we'll see what happens you know we'll see what happens and then the Ravens keep asking him and he's like man these guys they're persistent they really like me mm-hmm. they and the the date the you know they look start looking a lot better you know the more <laughs> times they ask you're like man this makes me feel great yeah and so and then you really think about it you're like this is you know this this girl, she's really good for X, Y, and Z. She makes me feel great. I re- she really is good. I'm going to go with her, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of feels like to me is like, you know, he always had, you know, I think he respected the organization. He played in the AFC North, you know, against the Ravens. And so he knew what the Ravens were always about, you know? And, uh, you know, always, like, respected Lamar and, and his game. You know, he talked about how he kind of reminds him of Michael Vick, who was a player he looked up to as a kid and really liked. And so I think there, there was always a baseline of respect and, um, you know, good feelings about the Ravens, but he was clearly also looking at other options. And then those other options didn't really have like, weren't really a sure thing either. You know, there wasn't like a slam dunk, you know, the jets are in the midst of, of, you know, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing and what's going to happen there. You know, he doesn't, you don't know for a hundred percent sure that Aaron Rodgers is going to be your quarterback. He's not there yet. Mm-hmm. you know and and so like i think the when it all came down to it the ravens really made him feel consistently over that entire span that like they were the team that really liked him and really loved him and really wanted him and and over time 
that kind of all added up and then it seemed like Steve, you know, Steve Bashotti's phone call kind of put it over the edge. Yeah. Well, I think that in terms of, um, you know, the quarterback piece, obviously he was asked about Lamar Jackson and whether he expects him to be here, whether he has received any assurances about that. You know, he said, I haven't received assurances, but like any situation I was looking at, there's not really a hundred percent assurances. And I think that exactly. like, and, and I think that he seems like a guy, like I said, he was introspective and when he's looked at his career and the highs and the lows and, and like, it seems to me like he's like, he made this point on multiple occasions when asked about Lamar, like nothing is promised across the board. Like it's not mm-hmm. just Lamar. Like there's no guarantees on anything. Like this is a guy who's torn his ACL twice. He's been at the peak of the league. He's a global star, but he spent last year out of the league. So like the swings of highs and lows that he's experienced are about as drastic as you, as you can find in the NFL. And so I don't think that he was like looking for a situation to just say like, okay, I'm going to, here's the hundred percent. This is the team that I'm going to win a Super Bowl with. Everything is perfect to step in. There's, there's no doubts here. Like that mm-hmm. wasn't, that, that's not, that's not life. That's not reality. With all that said, you know, it seemed like in everything that he said that his, his expectation and his hope is that Lamar will be the quarterback here? You know, he, yeah, certainly he, is. It, there's no doubt his hope absolutely is, and I think that your your previous kind of point, the expectation, I think, is really the key. The takeaway I took, like that's what that's what everybody want to know. Do you expect that Lamar yeah. will be there? You've had conversations with him. What was the takeaway? <laughs> you know, that's what everybody wanted to know. And you know, it didn't seem like from the conversations that he's had with Lamar that there was like a 100 percent guarantee. You know, mm-hmm. um, because which is understandable. You know, I don't know that Lamar and the Ravens know absolutely what's going to happen, that either party knows what's absolutely going to happen. But, you know, his takeaway is kind of the feeling that I think a lot of us have about the situation is like, it looks like it's probably going to be Lamar as yep. the Ravens quarterback in 2023. Like, it's heading down that road, you know? It, and, it, yep. you know, and so that was kind of the feeling I got from OBJ also. It's also the feeling that I got in, in listening to John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta. You know, yeah. John Harbaugh was asked, you know, about Todd Munkin and what his thoughts are about Odell. And he's like, I'm kind of surprised he's not in here right now. He's probably in the lab drawing up plays for Odell and Lamar. And yeah. um, and Eric DaCosta said, like, nothing's changed. We still view Lamar as a guy who we want as the quarterback uh, for the short term and the long term. We're going to keep working to make that happen. So, like, yep. the Ravens are that, – that's clearly where they're trying to get to. Um, and I think that John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta and certainly Ravens fans are, are excited about the possibility of having Lamar Jackson throw passes to Odell Beckham Jr. Um, Absolutely. I mean, that, is, that is an attractive possibility and something that, like, we would all be fired up to see. Yeah, totally. And, you know, Eric DaCosta made the point about Lamar, and, and I totally agree with him, like – the best team for the Ravens in 2023 is with Lamar Jackson, a quarterback. Yeah. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and throwing to Odell Beckham jr. Yeah. You know, like, uh, we're pretty far through the off season here. You know, we haven't had the draft obviously, but like, that's going to be the best formula for the Ravens to win in 2023. And so, um, Odell knows that the Ravens know that everybody knows that. And so I, I thought that it was, um, you know, nothing new in that regard, but kind of interesting. I also think also that like, you know, it's interesting that Odell, it wasn't like he had, it wasn't contingent. Him coming to the Ravens was not contingent on knowing that Lamar would be his quarterback, right? Like he chose the Ravens in part because he thinks Lamar will be his quarterback, 
but not only like he yeah, wasn't yeah. going to rule out the Ravens if Lamar wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you, you said. Know, it wasn't, it wasn't only, contingent it on wasn't Lamar only because of that. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't contingent on Lamar Jackson being his quarterback, which I just think is is definitely notable. Yeah. You know, it's it's um when I look at like what has happened for the Ravens over the course of this offseason. And it's, I, I said this when we did the instant reaction podcast and it's like, you know, there's all this like free agency starts and there's this nervousness and it's like, why aren't you guys doing anything? And the tweets are flying in and everyone's getting mad because, you know, it's, it's quiet early on. And then mm-hmm. like, as you, as you sit and you look at this offense and let's just assume that Lamar is going to be the quarterback. Cause like, like we're saying, that's the, that's the expectation and the hope. Mm-hmm. You know, like you look at the offense, you lo- you lost Ben Powers, but I think the Ravens have confidence in the players who could step in and, and replace him, and I do too. Mm-hmm. Um, but but your your core there on offense, I think, has just become better. You you had you add Todd Monken, who everyone's excited about. You add Odell Beckham Jr., who when he's at his best, he's one of the best receivers in football. And the Ravens mm-hmm. made it clear that, like, DaCosta closed out his press conference yesterday by saying, I think we're getting a player who's ready to explode again. So, like, mm-hmm. that's where they're thinking. They're thinking, like, oh, that was, that was the soundbite of the press conference right there. We're think, we, we are getting the perfect player for the perfect team and a guy who yep. we think is going to explode again. Okay, so and, <laughs> this is mm-hmm. not like— uh, And the perfect quarterback, he said, by the way. And the perfect quarterback and the perfect city. Yes. Um, and so the feeling is, like, th- this isn't like, oh— uh, you know, we'll see if he's got, you know, we'll see what he's got. You know, no, the feeling is like, no, the Ravens are getting one of the best receivers in the game to pair with a star quarterback, and that can help take this offense and this team to the next level. But then, like, you just look at the offense as a whole, you got, you still have your running backs intact. You know, there was, when we were doing the podcast going back to, like, January, it's like, all right, who's going to be in the backfield? Is Well, they have to part ways with Gus Edwards. Could Justice Hill leave? Oh, no, they got the whole backfield back. You know, they just lose one member on the offensive line, and they add Odell Beckham. They add Nelson Aguilar. We'll see who they add in the draft. And so, like, mm-hmm. you, to me, like, I'm feeling really good about where this offense is headed. I, I feel really good about where this offense is headed this year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, we're getting a little off track here. Yeah. But I, I think I think the the uh, all the hand-wringing about the Ravens not investing at the wide receiver position the past several years – well, like they went all in on the on the Greg Roman offense and that strategy and being a revolutionary offense and being this like run heavy something that had never really been created before. They went all in on that, right? And and if you're going to run the ball a ton, you don't really necessarily invest a ton in wide receivers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just how it works, you know. And last offseason, they went all in on on upgrading the offensive line. They signed Morgan Moses. They drafted Tyler Linderbaum for, in the first round. You know, they were aggressive in in improving the offensive line, and it worked. Right, the offensive line was definitely a strength of the team. Well, the Greg Roman era is over, and uh, and I think that this is another signal. Landing Odell is kind of a signal of like this new era of of Ravens offense and like of being able to attract and 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 ultimately land a big time wide receiver like Odell Beckham Jr. is is a big deal in regards to that and and the direction that this Ravens offense is heading and and really like the franchise, you know, and um and so kind of to your point i think that it's it's really exciting to see the direction the ravens are heading and it's i think it's a you know it's not totally 
it's not going to be the Tampa Bay Bucks of Todd Munkin's, you know, previous tenure where they were throwing the ball, you know, among the league leaders, but like, it's a different direction for sure. And Odell is a, is a big piece of that and seeing the Ravens invest, not only in Aguilar now Beckham. And then I think they're not done, you know, is, is obviously an indication of like, all right, things are going to be different around here. Yeah, totally. Um, so back to Odell. I mean, I think another big takeaway from the press conference that everybody wanted to know about is obviously the health of his knee, yeah. you know, coming yeah. off two ACLs, missing all last year, like you said, and kind of the, the, uh, interesting thing that he, uh, revealed during the press conference was that as basically as soon as he signed with the Rams, the doctors <laughs> told him he didn't have an ACL, which, uh, was surprising. Yeah. And, you know, and said that, you know, you could, you could have surgery right now. And he was like, nah, you know, I've, I've gone through all this with in Cleveland. That was really tough and, you know, bad stuff being said about me and, and I'm here to help you win a championship and I'm going to play through it, you know? And obviously it wasn't like, you know, his ACL was probably shredded to pieces, you know, it just, it wasn't good. Yeah. You know, he had a knee injury and he played through that and gosh, played pretty darn well, Yeah. you know, despite that. And so, I think it leaves you thinking seeing that and now seeing that he's had 14 months since that surgery, you know, tack on another, whatever five, you know, until he's playing uh, in September for the Ravens in week one, 19 months removed from what that guy was. And now totally healthy. Like, it's like, if he did that when he was injured, what's he going to do when he's back? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I mean, I I do think that, you know, people try to kind of get at, are you a hundred percent? What percentage are you? You know, when are you going to be back on the field full go? And he did not give any real indication in that regard. All he kept mm-hmm. pointing to was we play games in September. And yeah, he said he's, he basically said, I feel good. I feel good now. Yeah. You know, and he had and he had the workout, the private yeah. workout for teams where obviously he was in pretty good shape. You know, yeah. the Ravens, Eric Costa said, I saw everything I needed to see. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, we've we've all seen the video clips of that workout. To me, that looked like a guy who has full range of motion and he has the ability to cut and he has the speed and all that stuff. Like to right. the naked eye, he sure looked the part in that workout and the Ravens felt good after seeing that. And so, you know, I know it's it's not full game, full contact, but like in terms of the strength of the knee, the mobility, the ability to, to cut and move, body control, like all that stuff, he clearly passed that test. And so, you know, I, I, like... I don't think that the Ravens or Odell are going to, he's going to rush back to the field to get out on the field for, you know, the first day of OTAs necessarily. Um, he seemed to indicate that. Yeah. He, <laughs> he seemed to indicate that. Like, I don't know exactly when he'll be on the field full go. And like, mm-hmm. but, but as he said, and I agree with him, like the key is that he's ready to go in September and he's yeah. healthier over the course of the entire year. And like, when you do look at, I've just kind of learned in looking at these knee injuries that sometimes like they take time, like J.K. Dobbins, you know, basically took him all year, and he was playing really well at the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. And I expect him to to have a monster year this year. But for both him and Gus Edwards, like it was a it was a kind of a long process. And so I don't mm-hmm. know. We've said it before on this podcast. You get you get jaded by looking at an injury timeline, and you think that a guy when he comes back on the field is just boom, he's a hundred percent right away. With Odell, right. this is the second time he's done it. He will now have like had nineteen months. Um, to recover from it and i think that that's the good sign like that basically he's got the extra time to fully get well healthy 
and yeah, and the Ravens are going to be patient. I mean, exactly. they showed that last they showed that last year with all the guys coming back exactly. from injuries. They weren't rushing anybody, and so I don't expect that they're going to rush Odell Beckham back onto the field. Also, yeah, would they like him to get work with his quarterback with, with Lamar? You know, when is Lamar on the field? That, yeah, that, that's a question. You know, so like, I think they obviously would like to get some practice reps with Lamar and Odell, clearly to kind of develop that chemistry and, and all that stuff before Week One. But the main priority is going to be getting Odell Beckham as strong as they possibly can physically. You know, he even said, you know, mentally, spiritually, you know, getting him in a very good place when the season begins. And then I think it was notable that Eric DaCosta's viewpoint on this whole thing is kind of to your point with JK, he's only going to get stronger. Yes, exactly. Right. So like, even if he's not, you know, pre-injury Odell week one, like he, he, I expect that he'll be out there playing, but, you know, by the by the middle to the end of the season, like they expect that Odell will be really strong and help them kind of during that final push and, and hopefully a playoff push. And, and honestly, like he might be, you know, he might be pre-injury Odell from week one. But like, maybe he will be right. You know, like, well, you know, we'll see. Of course. I mean, game 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 reps is a little different than, you know, we all talk about the games different than practice. You know, there's there's going to be a process of shaking off a little rust once he gets the games, probably. Sure. You know, but like, um, you know, like, but like even to, to see that he's in great shape and mo- has great movement right now, like yep. the point of only getting stronger, like, OK, it's like, OK, he looks like this in in March. Let's see what he's going to look like in September as he continues totally. to improve, and so totally. I and feel then like, let's see what he looks like in October and then November and, and yeah. all that, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just think that all signs on the injury front, like again, they're not going to rush him back, but I think that certainly Odell and the Ravens feel good about where he is. Yep. Um, another takeaway for me was just kind of the big picture stuff about you know how this was just such a big a big acquisition for the Ravens. You know, John Harbaugh said today's a great day for the Ravens, you know, and, and Eric DeCasa opened the presser kind of saying, we, you know, we were the underdogs, but sometimes the underdog wins. You know, I just think that landing a star, like a star receiver like that, after all the talk about how Baltimore could not do so, mm-hmm. could not attract free agent wide receivers to this offense, you know, and all that stuff like to do so was um, especially when you're the underdog, was kind of a coup and and a big deal. And especially, you know, it's been a challenging offseason. There's no sugarcoating that. You know, it's been difficult, you know, with all that's been going on with Lamar and that whole situation. And and I think just to for there to be kind of this this great news, you know, this good news I think was was also kind of a big deal. You know, they were asked about momentum in free agency, you know, and, and does that matter? And um it's it was kind of interesting to hear just how big of a deal they think this is. Yeah, like I think that in that regard, like the Ravens had a number of factors kind of working against them in order to sign Odell. Um, and, you know, the uncertainty of the offseason, sure, that's one. Um, the, the, like, he's a guy who's a global icon, right? And so he, you would think, okay, New York, LA, he's played in both those places. He also made the point. I've also played in Cleveland. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. It was like, yeah. how's it going to be playing in, you know, smaller market Baltimore? Well, I was just in Cleveland. Yeah, so exactly. Not too long but, ago. But like, you know, you, you think sometimes a guy like that, like, it's not like Baltimore's not LA or Miami, but like he, he felt like this was the right opportunity for him. And so... Yeah, I thought I thought it was I, I thought it was to your point. Like I, I thought it was it was big for the organization. 
it was really big for the organization mm-hmm. and the team in order to be like, this is one of the biggest stars in the game. And he wants to come to this team, to this city. And that says a lot about, you know, his feelings toward the organization, the team, the city. And all it's a signal, things. I think, to the rest of the NFL. Everybody else out there sees it too. You yeah. know, Ben Roethlisberger on his podcast has talked about what it means for the Ravens to get OBJ. Right. Everybody else sees it. You know, when you land a big fish like that, especially an offensive star like that, I just think it's a signal to the rest of the league of like, okay, all right, Baltimore. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and they put up, they put up the money. You know, they showed like, we're not, we're not afraid to, to spend on wide receivers. You know, we'll do it. Right. We'll put up more than maybe you thought we should have put up. Yeah. We'll do it. Right. <laughs> you know? So like, I think that's, I think that's certainly uh, something that, kind of raises some uh, catches the attention of people around the league, including a lot of players. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Darius Slay, uh, you know, the Eagles cornerback who, you know, the Ravens were reportedly in the mix. You know, he said the Ravens were in the mix to sign him before he ended up going back. He said he was super close. Yeah. Super close. Uh, You know, he, he hinted on his podcast that there may be more to come. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. He didn't now, you know, he did the classic like, you know, I know something, but I'm not gonna tell you. But And then when it happens, I'll tell you I told you I, I told <laughs> exactly. you. Something. He pulled the me. He, yeah, pulled, exactly. he took a page out of my say, book. He took that out of the Mink playbook, like, oh I know this <laughs> is gonna happen. Something big is gonna happen. I like this Darius Slay. Smart guy. <laughs> Smart guy. And if it doesn't happen, it's never brought yeah, up. Yeah, again. never hear about it again. Never hear about it again. <laughs> something big could happen five years from now, and he's like, That's what I was alluding to. I was alluding to that. Yep. <laughs> Crafty veteran move. Uh-huh. Well done by him. Um, I mean, I, who knows who he's talking about? It's, I'm, I'm interested. I can't wait to see if it comes true. Um, you know, the, the Ravens, certainly the intention of the Ravens to add uh, a big-time piece at wide receiver has become clear. You know, Jeff Zerubek from The Athletic wrote that the Ravens reportedly ex- uh, explored trading for Cortland Sutton, which was something that we had seen, you know, there's buzz about. You know, Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton, are they going to be available via trade? And, and you know, Jeff kind of confirmed that the Ravens were at least kind of exploring that idea and, and could have done it before uh, the Broncos decided, nah, we're not trading them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's a that's a big-time wide receiver who's gone over 1,000 yards. Yeah. Personally, I, I think I like OBJ better than making that move and giving up the draft capital to get Cortland Sutton. And, you know, he's a guy who he hasn't topped a thousand yards since 2019, same as OBJ. Yeah. You know, he hasn't had a major knee injury since then. Um, but he, he missed pretty much all. Well, I'm not sure actually he missed pretty much all 2020. I'm not, I don't recall what that, that injury was, Mm -hmm. but he's played the past two seasons. He's not coming off of the season, totally sitting out of football, but like, you know, to get OBJ instead of having to give up picks to get a guy, Right. Um, and take on a, a, you know, a decent contract. Like, uh, you know, I think it just shows the Ravens didn't know that they were going to get OBJ. They, they knew they were a, a big player in that, but it, he could have gone to the jets. It could have gone any way. And they were going to also, you know, they weren't putting all their eggs in that basket. They were also exploring other guys. I think that tells you about their intentions. Yeah. Just, just real quick on Cortland Sutton. He did have a torn ACL in 2020. That was the injury okay. that he had. Of course he did come back okay. from it. Um, right. But um, but yeah, like it's it's just always funny how the off season can work, and like there's always the reports. I just mentioned Darius Slade, how the Ravens, you know, were, were in on him, um, right? And he was said he was really close to coming to Baltimore. They were reportedly in on Baker Mayfield, um, you know, to bring him right. to Baltimore. 
And um, what would have happened with OBJ? What ha- exactly? It's Baker. like if either, if any of those things, if Cortland Sutton, if Baker Mayfield, if Darius Slay, if any of those things happen, does OBJ still happen? I don't know. Right. They, like the, it's not like the Ravens have a ton of cap space that they can just sign everybody. Um, yep. And so maybe not. And so it's kind of interesting how these things play out. And you end up getting, you know, someone who I, I feel like of, of that group, you just so like he, he's at the top of that list. Um, and so you end up getting this this guy who can come in here and change your offense. And <laughs> and it, it's just kind of it's just when you're caught in like the, the minutia of who you're going to sign and, and what like every like kind of little little report and move. And then you kind of look at it and you're like, oh, have we signed that guy? Maybe we not have been able to get Odell. And I'm totally. It's, I mean, you have to be. You have to, you can have a plan going in, and the plan was obviously upgraded wide receiver. Yeah, and then things happen. You you know, like Eric Dacosta said, you don't you don't know certain guys sign with other teams for other reasons. They want to play on the West Coast. They they whatever have some connection to a coach there. You know, whatever. Like there's a, a you never know. The best laid plans don't don't work out, and so you have to be able to to roll with it. And the Ravens, I think, obviously were the the options had. Uh, diminished and they were they said you know what we're gonna step up and and we're gonna put up put together a, a great offer for Odell and we're gonna go all out Steve's gonna call him and he's gonna recruit him he's gonna get involved and you know they went all out to get OBJ and it worked and and that is really good news yeah why don't we take a little break and, and we'll be back with some emails and and to kind of wrap up this conversation getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. We're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio today, and we want to make sure you know that the DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens, and it has a limited time offer that you don't want to miss. Here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the code FLOCK. New users will get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. $1,000. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code FLOCK. Please play responsibly. And for help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, we want to make sure you know that Preakness is coming up. If you're a horse racing fan, the Preakness Stakes is right around the corner, and it's an event unlike any other. Pimlico Racecourse prepares to host the uniquely Maryland tradition on May 20th, 2023. Racing fans can experience the action with the afternoon of on-site thrills and a legendary lineup of entertainment. For more information and to get your tickets, visit www.preakness.com. So, uh... We got emails. You know, when you sign a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., there's emails that come in, of as you would expect. You know, this is, as we're, as we're talking about here, he's he's a star star. So uh, lots of people were emailing us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Here's kind of a fun one, okay? This mm-hmm. question comes to us from Carl Neff, and he's asking about any trick plays for Odell. Do you think we're going to see him throw the ball 
at all this season. Maybe even a pass to Lamar. Odell Strone, he's he's thrown some passes in his career. I think at least one touchdown. Um, I think he had a he had a trick trick play throw to Cam Akers. I want to say. Yeah. So he's 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 got, route to the, he's got an arm. He's got an The running back. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, I certainly think there could be some of that. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Shout out to uh, our boss Michelle Andres. Who like he won? She wants a trick play on every play. Yeah, she's she like, was a full game plan of only trick plays. Well, then Odell is perfect for that game plan because he uh, great can do fit, it like, great. Yeah, the right player at the right time in the right city, <laughs> the right quarterback, the right trick plays. Let's yes. go. Yes, all the trick plays. Um, <laughs> I, I like it. Um, all right, here's another question. This comes to us from John Stremmel, um, and he says, first off, I don't think we overpaid OBJ, um, so that's a good point there. Um, I love this move. I'm pumped to get his jersey as soon as it's available. He asks, this came in before the press conference, will he be three, will he be zero? He's going to be number three. So yep. that is going to be his number. Um, and then the question here from John, uh, finally, do you think the signing means that uh, – James Prochet and Tylen Wallace would be traded. Um, what do you think is going to happen there? And could the Ravens still end up drafting a wide receiver in the first round because they only signed OBJ for one year? Uh, on Prochet, on our website right now, by the way, James Prochet has number 10. Yep. By the way. So yep. he, he wore number three last year. Uh, there was a switcheroo. Yep. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, I think that James Roche and Tylen Wallace will be given a chance to uh, compete to make this team is what I think. You know, I mean, right now, you obviously have your top four guys, you know, Bateman, Odell, uh, DuVernay, and Aguilar. And then, you know, right now, you have James Roche and Tylen Wallace among the wide receivers that would be competing uh, for that fifth and, and potentially sixth spot. Yep. Obviously, a rookie could take one of those spots too. The Ravens, you know, said we will be drafting a wide receiver. Um, you know, there's also Mike Thomas, there's Shamar Bridges, or, or a couple of Andy Isabella, still guys on the roster that, that would be competing. I expect that a rookie will be drafted and will take a fifth spot. Yep. And then it'll come down to can one of those other guys make the team as a sixth receiver who obviously would need to, uh, you know, be a difference maker on special teams. Yeah. I'm with you on that. You know, Eric DaCosta did make a point of saying, like, they do have confidence in the receiving core and the young players. They still have high hopes for that group. Um, and he specifically mentioned Bateman, DuVernay, Prochet, and Tylen Wallace. So he called out all those guys, you know, by name and talking about how they have confidence and high hopes uh, for those players. So, you know, there's a long time. I don't really see a trade happening. Like, I, like to the question here, like, I don't really expect a trade to happen for one of those guys. Um, I would expect that they're on the team over the course of the offseason and in training camp, and they're competing for for a spot and a role. Um, and yeah. then, you know, just a, a note on Bateman, you know, I thought it was interesting. Like, I think we have talked, you know, we've talked before. What I watched, when I've watched Bateman, like from the time that he was drafted, I thought that, like, I got flashes, okay, flashes of, Odell in his game, just in terms of the style mm -hmm. of play. Really smooth yep. route runner, can pluck the ball um, out of the air. Can make some spectacular catches. Yeah. For sure. And just like the, the, the smooth like route running, in and out of breaks. Mm -hmm. Like that to me yep. 
was good body control like that all run after catch was reminiscent yeah reminiscent of what Odell Beckham like the slant route that he took for a touchdown this year was pretty similar to that slant route that Odell took for a touchdown against the Ravens when he was on the Giants. Uh, yep. That, 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 yep. I thought the same exact thing. Like, it's like the same <laughs> Wasn't play. Wasn't it funny, by the way? They're, they're like, how many yards did you go for against us against the Giants? Odell's like, yeah, 222. <laughs> I know the exact number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harbaugh's like, don't bring that up, guys. Get this. Let's this, yeah. this, this move the question along here. Move the questions along. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like anyway, I just see some shades within their games, and they actually know each other. Odell told me that they have a relationship; they've trained together. Um, and mm-hmm. Bateman, you know, as we've said before, like he's talked about how he like has really admired Odell as a player and as who he is off the field, kind of the icon, the icon, you know, the fashion, Star, fashion, all, all that, that stuff. stuff. Like, and so yeah, he likes it. Yeah, and there's so two, I've I've said it before. I think those two are going to get along quite well. I think they're going to get get along great. They have a similar vibe in terms of how they kind of carry themselves. I think um, mm-hmm. just in a limited amount of time with Odell. So um, I think that those got a little two dog guys, in them. What's that? Got a little dog in them. Yeah, yeah. I think I think mm-hmm. that those two guys are really going to hit it off, and I think that like they will elevate each other. I, I think Odell's going to be great uh, for Bateman as he's kind of finding his his way coming back from the injury. Of course, that's the big thing, you know, with his receiving core as a whole. You have Odell coming off the injury, Bateman coming off the injury. That's that's huge. Yep. You know, so they yep. got to get healthy. But I think with those two guys, if they're playing and they're healthy and they're playing at their best, like that's a, that is a dynamic one-two punch. That is a dynamic for one-two sure. punch. Well, and you add in Mark Andrews, obviously. Yeah. You know, one of the best receiving tight ends in the game. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, could be pretty dynamic. Uh, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, iron sharpening iron here, how about, uh, Odell versus, uh, Marlon? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Of course, <laughs> he got- scrapped, scrapped a few years back. No bad blood. He said it. He kind of did laugh about the question and said, you know, uh, you know, I might have to headbutt him a couple times or something. <laughs> um, Marlon reacted on Twitter with kind of the, uh, flushed face, yeah. you know, um, or a little sweat, sweaty forehead. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. It was um, funny. And uh, but yeah, I mean that will be that will be good in practice. You know, those two are gonna uh, they're gonna have some good battles. Yeah, you know, I, just like Marlon and, and Bate have had. Um, so I think I think that's good stuff. Uh, and kind of funny. Yeah. Just a couple other points I wanted to make real quick. Um, you know, we didn't talk about Odell. What he said about Todd Munkin, which I thought was interesting. You know, that in 2019. Odell went for over a thousand yards. Todd Bunkin was the offensive coordinator. He wasn't the play caller. Freddie Kitchens called the plays, but he was the OC. Um, and you know, despite that being Odell's last one thousand yard season, you know the Browns didn't have a very good year. I think they went six and ten or something like that. Um, and you know, they kind of talked about how it didn't work out for as a team. You know, but like that, he and Munkin had really good communication. Uh, he has nothing but love for Todd Munkin and like that, you know, he remembered the two of them even sitting down and trying to like, you know, work out what was going wrong with the offense. And, and, um, you know, I think it just showed a little bit about the relationship that exists there. Yeah. There's, there's definitely, there's definitely respect and admiration between the two of them. I mean, go back to what Todd Munkin said at his press conference. Like he talked about how he loves Odell's work ethic and how people give mm-hmm. him a bad rap because he wants the ball. And he's like, uh, yeah, I want receivers who want the ball. That's not a yep. negative in my eyes. Um, and yep. love the, comp- the competitive spirit, the work ethic. And even before then kind of to that, I remember in, when Todd was talking just about his philosophy, you know, he is very much, uh, 
cognizant of that and making sure that receivers know when they're going to have chances to make plays in games like that, that kind of managing that is, is really important to him also. Yeah. And which I think o- will be key for, for Odell. Yeah. And Odell, you know, brought up like, uh, yeah, we all saw what he did at Georgia. Pretty darn good. Yep. Um, he yeah. brought that up a couple Sign of times. Young. Yeah. And like Odell's a college football fan, you know, he, he loves his LSU Tigers. And so I'm sure he watched plenty of those Georgia games, uh, over the past few years. And, and he knows what, <laughs> he knows the firepower that, that Munkin's offense can bring. So, He's yep. excited to be part of that. And last thing for me, I think kind of to what you started talking about at, at the beginning of this episode was just the the personality of Odell was, um, I mean, here's a guy who's like carrying his his child around with him everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And and he um, he talked about how, you know, the birth of his son, Zayden, who, uh, you know, was born, what was it, four days after right. the Super Bowl? right. Yep. You know, and how that changed everything for him. And it was it was pretty clear, you know, that like being a father and, and not playing football last year and being dad, you know, as well as obviously rehabbing like that impacts a, somebody's life. You can speak to that firsthand, Garrett, as, <laughs> yeah. with a, a young baby at home. Yep. Um, about the same age, right? Yeah. Yeah. We actually talked about that a little bit. He's uh, his son is 14 months and I'm at eight months, you know, so he's got. Okay. You know, a little bit of a head start, but yeah, we talked we talked about that a little bit this week. Yeah, but um, you know, I just thought it was. I think it showed kind of the the human side of of the superstar. Yeah, you know, and and how like how tough it was. Also, just sitting out last season and seeing everybody else having fun, and you know how motivated he is to show that he can be great again. And 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 you know, he's got these other influences in his life that have like also you know taught him lessons about like you know. I'm not going to have time for bad blood with any other player. Like yeah. I got other important things in my life, you know, he's just a grown man, you know? And I think that like, he even acknowledged that like, you know, sometimes I think he feels like he got a bad rap in a lot of ways early in his career, but also was honest about like, you know, I've made some mistakes also mm-hmm. and that happens. Everybody does. Right. Especially when you're young and the superstar and the spotlights on you as much as it's been on, on him, Yeah, you know, every little mis- misstep is magnified. And so, he was pretty honest about how he's kind of matured, you know, through that and because of that and because of other factors like his son. Yeah. I think it's a great point, you know, like to, to that, like it just kind of a cool moment before the press conference started and it was in the hallway right outside the auditorium and it was just Odell and Zayden, um, kind of hanging out, looking at some of the pictures on the wall and he was holding him, pointing out some of the guys on the wall, just like anybody else, you know, with a young baby, would do you're kind of you're kind of entertaining the baby you know before you got to go do a thing you know and looking at pictures on the wall can be a an easy way to do that and so it's like (laughs) you have the superstar and like the persona and the catch and the fashion and all that stuff like that all swirls around him at all times but like as he's about to go into this press conference he's got you know 15 minutes of just kind of quiet him and his son and he's doing what anybody else he's on do. dad duty he's on dad duty he's on dad duty and <laughs> i just thought that was kind of a cool moment uh to see yeah. and i think that that like speaks to the point that, that you're making so yeah I, th- I thought i thought just his uh i really liked his everything about his press conference he said all the right things really honest really introspective and i think that the ravens are going to get somebody who's going to be really good in the locker room and I think really yep. good on the field. I think it's going to be and we'll great. See, and we'll fronts. see how long he's here. You know, it's a one-year yeah. contract, but it was very – I certainly noted one of the, one of the more um, surprising things, I think, that caught me, you know, didn't catch me by surprise, but I was like, oh, okay. Like, 
uh, more insightful things was Eric DeCosta's quote. He said, we found the right person to come here. Odell wanted to be here. Wanted We wanted Odell very badly, and we think this is going to be a great acquisition in the short term and hopefully the long term. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as we're talking about the person here, you know, the Ravens, I think, really like the person. And if he performs well as the player, you know, which we all anticipate that he will, this might not just be a one-year contract. Yeah. You know, there's there's the reports of void years on on the back end of this to kind of lower that cap hit for 2023. But if the Ravens do reach a, a, a deal for him with him at the end of this year, that kind of takes a little bit out of the sting from those void years out. And um, and certainly Eric DeCasa, his introductory press conference, let open that door. Yep. You know, yep. to this being more than a one year contract. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, totally. I mean, like the Ravens. If this goes as well as everyone hopes and expects, and Odell Beckham explodes again, <laughs> and, yeah, and he really loves it in Baltimore, and he loves it here, loves playing here, then it's like, all right, let's make this a uh, a longer term thing, and yep, that would be great. I think <laughs> that would be great for everybody involved. If it, if this thing all goes the way that everybody hopes, then uh, then he could be a Raven for a long time. And I thought that was a good, you know, an interesting point to hear to Costa openly say that during the presser yep well thank you for listening everybody if you haven't done so make sure you subscribe rate and review uh the lounge and also if you want to hear the entire odell beckham jr introductory press conference go head over to raven's press pass it's our new podcast uh where all media availabilities press conferences interviews and everything will always be right there so you can go listen to the entire press conference uh subscribe rate and review that as well And we'll be back with you on Monday morning. We'll have a new episode dropping with ESPN's Mel Kuyper Jr. Oh, yeah. Big, big time interview talking about the draft. So make sure you also tune in for that one. Talk to you next week. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.